It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. Every day. It's another episode of the Locked On Redskins podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. Uh, pardon the voice. Uh, it's a little raspy. It's a little hoarse. It's a little done. Uh, as I record this, it's Wednesday evening. I just done, done with a five-hour radio show and had to do a lot of talking because nobody around here cares about what the Redskins are up to, apparently. Uh, but nevertheless, hopefully you will care as we will hear from head coach Ron Rivera, who met with the media on Wednesday afternoon at the Scouting Combine in Indianapolis, said some interesting things. And we found out for sure, as we've speculated all along here, as we wondered, as we said, hey, this has to be an option. This has to be something to consider. Joe Burrow going to meet with the Washington Redskins in addition to their meeting with Tua Tonga Viola. Now, a meeting does not mean they're going to take him. But clearly, one of those two quarterbacks, at least, is going to be available at number two. And maybe it's both. That's right. I mean, maybe it's not such a absolute, like, everyone has made it ridiculously that Joe Burrow was definitely going to go to Cincinnati. Especially considering Joe Burrow, yes, and I know he said some things on Tuesday about being close to home and wanting to be the number one overall pick and he'd play anywhere. Just because you say that doesn't mean you mean that. Just because you say that doesn't mean that's what's in your heart and in your head right now. Maybe he was sincere. I don't know Joe Burrow, so I'm not going to judge, but I'm going to throw out the opposite side of it, which is everyone's running with, oh, he's definitely heading to Cincinnati. Well, if I was Cincinnati, I would be very, 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 very leery. He never did say, I want to be a Bengal, just for whatever that's worth. I would be very leery of Joe Burrow. And that could mean that they, again, go to a tongue of Viola, or that they go with Chase Young who arrived in Indianapolis on Wednesday. He'll meet with the media uh, probably Thursday, maybe Friday. I can't remember which day. Maybe it's Friday. And he's not going to, of course, work out, but he will meet with teams, and, of course, the Redskins will spend some time with him. Here's the bottom line. The Redskins, and you're going to hear this from Ron Rivera, have to prepare for every scenario. As many different scenarios as you possibly can. Because you don't know what the Bengals are going to do. Again, you don't know if the Bengals are going to sit there and say, you know what, we can get three first-round picks, but we don't want to pay three first-round picks, guaranteed contracts. You don't think they could do that? (laughs) You aren't paying attention. They could very much do that. 
not that they would say that publicly, but that could be their thought process, meaning no trade down out of one, take somebody else. Why? Well, they'll spin it as we thought he was the best player in the draft, and they're probably right on Chase Young, if assuming that's the pick. But how do you not trade down? How do you not get more bang for your buck? How do you not get three first-round picks if that's the offer? Again, every offer might be different. How do the Redskins know that Chase Young is going to be there? They don't. How do the Redskins know that they're not going to have their choice of Joe Burrow and or Tua Tonga Viola? And here's the other thing, real quickly, before we turn it over to Ron Rivera. Again, as we keep saying, there's enough people in that building that aren't absolutely sold on Dwayne Haskins. Do they like him? Yeah. Yeah. Are they sold on him? Absolutely 100% convinced? No. Nor should they be. The tape wasn't good enough. The work ethic wasn't good enough. The -the behind-the-scenes reports weren't good enough. The league is hard enough. Now, they're saying all the right thing. Kyle Smith said it on our last episode. Ron Rivera saying it on this episode. You know, he's working hard. I look around the meetings. He's there. He can't really do that much. But what he could do, Dwayne Haskins, is be in the building for five or six hours every day. Hey, you know what? I can't meet directly with Ron Rivera, Scott Turner, but I can watch Carolina film. I can watch Carolina film. I can watch Minnesota Teddy Bridgewater film from five years ago. Footwork, technique, all sorts of things. It's not just about building your body. It's not just about looking like a sculpted statue. It's about what you can learn and how you can absorb it and how it potentially can help you. Again, he doesn't have to meet with coaches in order to get work done. Good work done. But is he in the building for an hour? Is he in the building for six hours? That we don't know. Reportedly, he's been in the building a whole lot. Great. Does that mean every day? Does that mean for six hours, seven hours a day? I mean, I highly doubt Doug Williams would be saying what he's saying if they were absolutely satisfied with what they were seeing. I could be wrong, but I highly doubt it. Uh, The other story before, again, we get to Ron Rivera is John Kime of ESPN reported that Ryan Kerrigan and his representative, more specifically, would... Uh, sit down with the Redskins brass in Indy at some point and try and, you know, talk about the situation and perhaps get a contract extension done. I've said this all along, and I don't apologize. I love Ryan. I think he's a good football player. I don't think he's a great football player. I think he's a good football player, maybe very good, depending on the situation. I do not think the Redskins should... Give him an extension. I know the cap number is large, 11.5 for what projects to be a rotational player, maybe a third down pure pass rusher, kicked inside, maybe just off the edge, not a base down defensive lineman package. I mean, that's Matt Ioannidis, that's Jonathan Allen, that's Deron Payne, and probably Ryan Anderson doing that. Ryan Kerrigan figures to be, again, with Montez Sweat or or Chase Young, again, a package deal. 
keep them fresh, less snaps, hopefully keep them healthier, more production. Don't ask him to play the run as much. Don't ask him to play the boot as much. Don't ask him into coverage as much. Boom. Ryan Kerrigan comes back to 12 sacks. And, hey, if it works out that way, great. That's awesome. I would like nothing more. And then, you know, obviously a contract extension would be a very good thing. But what if it doesn't? What if four sacks is now the norm? What if not only is four sacks the norm, but what if injuries are now the norm? I mean, these questions have to be answered. And maybe I'm too skeptical. Maybe I'm not the right guy for this business. I just wouldn't, with a year left and not having to do anything, I wouldn't. Again, a large cap number, 11 and a half. But they right now have 60 plus million dollars under the cap. So it's not like they have to do anything right now. Get the parameters, okay. See what each side is thinking, okay. Let's talk after we figure out free agency. Let's talk after we figure out the draft. That's how I would do it. If they get Chase Young, I don't think you have to go for a contract extension. If they don't, well, then maybe you're in a tough bind. Unless, of course, you hired somebody else or signed or drafted somebody else right away. All right, so that's going to put a lid on the opening segment of our Locked on Redskins podcast. Coming up, part one, Ron Rivera, Redskins head coach with reporters in Indianapolis. That's next. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We continue along right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. I'm Chris Russell. You can follow me on Twitter at WrestleMania621 at WrestleMania621. You can read me, RedskinsReport.com, RedskinsReport.com as well, at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins for links and stories and whatever we can have time for on Twitter, at Locked Redskins. Um, But again, most of our coverage going to uh, RedskinsReport.com just because we have more freedom uh, per se there. Uh, And, um, you know, if you were looking for Redskins coverage, certainly that is a great spot. We put up links to the podcasts uh, there. Uh, It's part of SI, RedskinsReport.com as well. 106.7 The Fan and the Radio.com app on the radio. Uh, and Warpath Magazine by subscription is always that you can get a hold of us. All right. Out to Indianapolis, part one of Redskins head coach Ron Rivera speaking to reporters for the first time since he was um, hired. I think he did a little bit of stuff at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, but not much. Um, This is really kind of the official, like, okay, he's been entrenched as the head coach. What are your interactions uh, they've been very good, very supportive. You know, he's he's been tremendous. He really has. He's been around uh, occasionally, and when he is, um, we visit and we just talk and converse. And, and he just wants to make sure we have everything we need. We are looking at everything. Everything is possible. Everything is an option. Um, what we do, we're gonna we're gonna decide as a group, and we'll go forward from there. Are you happy with the fact 
Did your quarterback and main wide receiver have rapport with each other already? Absolutely. Very, very, very excited about that. Um, you know, it's an opportunity to, to, to have a group of young players that can grow together. Uh, that's one thing I find exciting, and um, it's one of the things that really kind of drew me to this, this roster is there's a group of young guys, especially in the last three drafts, that have played a lot of football uh, out of necessity. Um, they've taken their lumps, they've learned a lot, and uh, now it's going to be up to us to, to teach and train these young men as we go forward. Well, I think one of the things that, you know, Dwayne's done is he's been around. I mean, uh, you know, he's in the building. He'll pop by, say, say hello and wave at you and go get his workout in. Uh, he's been around a, a group of, uh, of, of guys that do that, and so he's learning from their example. Um, and one of the things that he and I talked about specifically is that he just continued to, to, to grow as, as a young man, as a person. This is what the draft is for. You know, we, we've got to look at a lot of things right now. We have a lot of options as far as, re, you know, replacing the players that we've lost. Um, but, you know, we'll see how things go. And, again, you just never know. Sometimes the answer is on your roster as well. It's been very good. It really has. You know, i got a little bit of a background with his father, uh, A.J. Um, Kyle has his own way of doing things. He's got his own personality, and it's been really good. Um, Kyle is a, a guy that's always looking to, to talk about things. You know, he, he's, he's, he's been great. He really has, and, and things have been very fluid with him. You know, as we've, uh, we've gone through, um, you know, he, we went through our, our roster evaluations, which we did February 10th. Uh, we went through the entire roster and, and all three phases, which I thought was very good. Uh, then we turned around and um, you know had a little prep uh, last week for, for for the combine and and he did a great job with that for uh, for all the coaches for myself as well. Um, he's uh, he's a guy that does his due diligence. He works very hard, extremely hard, and, and I've been very pleased with it. I think our relationship is very very good, very strong. Although there's millions of Washington Redskins fans, there's hardly any conformity at each other's throats constantly on you know Facebook, Twitter, other things like that. Do you believe your coaching? And the fact that you bring a winning mentality can bring some conformity to the Washington Redskins fan base. Well, I just hope the fan base comes back out and cheers for us because you know we can't do this by ourselves. We need them to rally around us. We need them, you know, support us. And but at the same time, we got to put a product out there they're willing to come out and, and support. So it's going to be exciting. It's going to be entertaining, and uh, you know, be, it'd be good to have uh, have the fans behind us. Well, we do have some strengths, and we feel very good about those strengths, and we're going to continue to, to, to work to develop those strengths. Um, you know, a guy I used to work with always used to say, make your, your, your strength stronger. So uh, we're going to most certainly look at all those things. Uh, we have several positions that we feel, do feel we've got to add to. Uh, we're going to look at those positions. We're going to look at those positions in the draft and in free agency. Um, you know, one of the things that I've been talking with Kyle and his guys, you know, we feel that there's enough out there to be able to try and meet some of those needs. You know, the big mistake is you got to be real careful that you don't try to fill them all just to fill them. You've got to make sure you're filling them with quality, and that's one of the things that we talked about as far as the free agency is right now. Uh, but we've also talked about making sure that we've identified those positions and we've looked at them and, and we've had the coaches evaluate those positions for us, the, the names that are on the list that Kyle and his guys provided us. We've looked at those guys. Uh, and we've done the same thing with the draft. You know, we've identified uh, the strengths uh, in the draft. Um, a lot of them do fit the, our, our need. So we feel pretty good about that as well, and we've evaluated those. Hey, Coach, your thoughts about the combine class without giving away too much? Anything, anything well, I think it's a good combine, combine class, you know, in, in several positions. Um, you know, and, and again, you know, you've got to continue the evaluation process. This is still early. 
Um, one of the real good things about the combine that I truly do like is I appreciate the interview process. Unfortunately, I'm missing a couple of interviews because of you guys right now, but uh, I'll make those up. I'll call those guys and, and make sure I talk to them. Um, some of them will probably be guys that we may invite back on, on the 30 visit. Uh, some of them will be guys that we'll go out and watch uh, personally at, at some of their workouts as well. Were you able to find Tom McGrath with Trent Williams? Uh, Trent Williams and I have had our conversations. We've talked, and uh, again, that's a work in progress, and we'll see how things unfold. But, you know, again, it's just a, a, a fluid situation. Uh, how, does, uh, how does you inheriting a roster, you know, the young quarterback like Williams, how does that impact how you use quarterbacks? We're going to break everybody down. We're going to look at everything. Um, and, and, and again, nothing is, nothing is, nothing, nothing is solid. Um, everything is fluid as far as our roster is concerned. We've got, you know, again, we've got an evaluation process we've gone through. Uh, we know what we'd like to do, and uh, we're going to go forward with those decisions, you know. And, and again, you guys will see how it unfolds. Coach, you look at uh, how some of the young receivers in the league are performing, um, like Jeremy Lauren and Washington, DJ uh, Moore in Carolina. Do you feel like receivers are getting to the league more prepared than they were before, or do you think teams have a better handle on how to I think it's a combination of things. I think team, teams are starting to understand, you know, how you use players. Um, but I also do think because the ball is being thrown so much in college football, uh, the receiver is, is learning to be an explosive guy. I also think the body types and the receivers are changing. I think they're getting bigger and stronger. I mean, there's there's a lot more guys that are coming up that are that are coming out, you know, that are that are are are, are ready to go and, and and they're dynamic players. The guys I think that people are really looking for are these bigger receivers that are dynamic with the ball in their hands. Do you look for bigger dynamic receivers from Division two or three colleges? that way you can spend better draft picks in the draft from big name schools? Well, I think the biggest thing that you want to try and do more so than anything else is as you go through your draft process, you just want to make sure you're drafting the best guy, whether it doesn't matter where they're from, uh, more so than anything else. Now, if the guy is from a smaller school and you take him later in the draft or as a, as a preferred free agent, yeah, you're going to spend a little bit less so you can spend a little bit more on somebody else. Mm-hmm. How much more important is I got a couple of guys to tell you I like I like position flex. I really do, and I believe in it. I think position flexibility is huge. If a guy can play, uh, and, and I always talk about offensive linemen, that if they can go tackle, guard, guard, center, center, tackle, you, you've got you've got something special there. Um, and guys that do give you an option to move guys around, it also you won't have to tip your hand. Shaq was a great example. Here's a guy that could play the nickel position for you and cover and run with, with a lot of receivers and then at the same time go back into the box and play, uh, play the Sam linebacker position for you. That's an invaluable player. That's, that's the kind of player that you look for uh, in the draft is a guy that has position flexibility. I think we have some guys that do have it at different positions. Um, I think the closest guy that we have, that, that this guy that I find very intriguing, is Cole Holcomb, a linebacker that, that uh, they drafted last year that Kyle found out of uh, North Carolina. He's, he, he did a little bit of that for the team. He played out in space a little bit, came back into the box and played as a box uh, linebacker. So, you know, those are the kind of guys that you want, again, because you want that position flexibility. You also, if you, if you don't have to rotate a guy off the field, if the guy can stay on the field, you can change your defense, your defensive philosophy, and look almost instantaneously. But now you start rotating guys in, you tip your hand a little bit that, hey, you're going to your nickel package or you're going to call your nickel defenses. You've been blessed to play and coach top premier running backs 
What's your assessment of Adrian? Oh, I think Adrian is, is, is most certainly will be a, a first ballot. I really do. I mean, for everything he's done and the career he's had, I'm excited to have him on the football team. You know, we, we picked up his option for a reason. We believe guys like that have, have a value beyond playing. I mean, he's going to play some quality football for us. But who he is as a person, I think, is going is, is to resonate with our younger players. And they're going to see that this is how you do it. And if you do it this way, you have a chance to have the type of career he'd ask. All right, that's part one of Ron Rivera. Good to hear from him. A couple of things that jump out to you, uh, again, is how they're not really going to go there and negotiate in the media, which is a smart, smart, smart thing. And again, I would just say this. No matter what they say about Dwayne Haskins, not going to make everybody happy. They're going to say some good things. They're going to say some not-so-good things. They are absolutely making him think, as they should, that this job is not his. For sure. There is no reason to hand him a job. He hadn't earned it. That being said, do I think he'll ultimately be the starter? Yeah. Because I don't think they're going to be able to spend big money on a Bridgewater type with the money that they owe to Alex Smith or the money that's already folded into that $61 million in cap space on Alex Smith's deal and they can't get rid of him. If the Redskins wind up drafting somebody at number two or wherever they trade down to, then obviously you can go with Dwayne Haskins and that quarterback and maybe sign a veteran, you know, a Ryan Fitzpatrick type after that or to complement that. But I don't know if Dwayne Haskins would still be here. I mean, maybe they trade him. Maybe he demands a trade. I don't know. The old Josh Rosen deal is weird. We'll get into more of that. So coming up, we wrap it up with part two of Ron Rivera. Next from the Scouting Combine in Indianapolis, right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, once again, I'm Chris Russell, a.k.a. The Rooster. Thanks for hanging out with us as we take you through the grind of your week with as much Redskins content as we can. Let's wrap it up with Redskins head coach Ron Rivera who is meeting with the media, who met with the media in Indianapolis on Wednesday afternoon, said some interesting things. So let's hear from the head coach. Not necessarily. I, again, I, I, you know, we have some positions that we're going to focus in on. I think the, 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 the less people know about what we're doing, the, the better things will be for us. And so I'm going to be very careful with that. Coach, it's your whole 50 and Tony Ely had a monster game. Do you think Montez Sweat has the ability to be that kind of player? I think Montez Sweat can be an impact player. I really do. He's got the skill set. He's a young man that, you know, again, we've got to work with. We've got to develop. Um, we got to find the fit for him within what we're doing. Um, you know, we are changing our, our defensive philosophy. We're a four-three front, um, which basically we, we, we've told our, we've told the guys that have asked about it. 
that uh, what we want is our D-line to play vertical. We want to attack vertical. We want to play the run on our way to the quarterback. And that's going to be our attitude and our philosophy with our front. Peter's kind of philosophy, right? Play the run on the way to the quarterback. Yep, yeah. yep. Well, replace a guy like Josh Norman on your back end? Well, you know, I, I think the biggest thing, more so than anything else, is, is going to be the style of the way we play. We're going to try and replace them with guys that we have on the roster currently. We think we've, we feel very good about some of these guys. We think these guys have the same type of skill set. The young guys that have to be trained, you know, we got a bunch of fourth-year guys that, that just need to play football. we got need to get those guys out on the field and develop them. You know, Josh was a tremendous talent. Um, you know, when he, when he came to Washington, you know, he, he was at the time the, the highest paid. He earned that. You know, when in Carolina, he earned that. And, and so I was very happy for him. Um, you know, but uh, looking where we are, I just feel now's an opportunity to play a lot of young players. Coach is one of the best players in this whole draft class. How do you weigh the potential of drafting a player like that or another team offering you two, three, four drafts? Before we do anything with the number two pick, we've got to see what happens with the number one pick. And so once that, that pick goes on, then we'll go from there. But again, as I said, everything's an option. You know, as far as in talking with Kyle, we've talked couple of times already what you know situations potentially be but the truth is we got to see what happens in front of us what do you see both strengths for him and maybe some things you like to work on well what's interesting was in one of the I've told a lot of people one of the things that I really go back to is the way he played this the the, the Detroit game he was very calm he was very calculated he had he showed his poise he showed his leadership and he put them in position to win a football game. And that's what you want from your quarterback is a guy that gives you a chance to win, that guy can help you win. You can win because of, him, because of him and you can win with him. That's what's exciting. He's got that type of potential, but he's got to grow into it. And nothing will be given. He's not anointed. That's for doggone sure. I'm expecting him to come in and compete and work, and we'll see what happens. There's not another division that's had more transition than the NFC East. Three brand-new coaches this year. Is this division right for the tanking? I hope so. I think it's going to be an opportunity, and we'll see. But again, you know, the the other coaches that are in this vision, I know I know who Philadelphia is, and 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 we don't know who the Giants are going to be, we don't know who the Cowboys are going to be. But there's a lot of good coaches, and again, we just got to go out and compete and see how things happen. What's the benefit, of course, to have assistant coaches you're familiar with? But in your case, you were able to get the Cap guy and Rob Rogers and Ryan Vermillion, the training staff. What's the benefit of having guys like that? Well. Joe, one of the things that I talked about was trying to, to develop a, a sustainable winning culture. You know, we had a little bit of that going for a while in Carolina. We had, we had a five good years stretch. Um, unfortunately, we weren't able to, you know, through attrition, we were able to continue that. Um, but that's the starting point. You want to put people around you that ha are familiar with, you know, what you want, how you want it done. Um, and these are guys that were with me from the beginning. And so they have an understanding of what we want. And so we're going to go out and we're going to try and implement that. Um, one of the things that we had to do and we wanted to do was, was redevelop the trust in the training room. I couldn't think of a better person than Ryan Vermillion. I really, truly couldn't. Um, I'm very fortunate. You know, this is, I'm going into my 34th year in the league, and, and, and I've been around a lot of good trainers. He really makes, you know, makes me believe that he is one of the, one of the best ones because of, of the way he works. Uh, Rob Rogers is a guy that, you know, after having hired him, it's been really interesting to hear some of the agents and some of the um, league personnel tell me, boy, you've got a really good guy in Rob. I never really knew, um, but I'm working a lot more closely with him now. Uh, he's a guy that I know uh, of and know who he is, so I'm excited about having him as, as part of it as well. Hey, Coach, after 
switching teams. What are your thoughts on, uh, frankly speaking, the outpouring of respect and also love people have for you and wanting to see you be with another team back home? Uh, I was very fortunate. I mean, I was in the place for, for nine seasons, and, you know, the one thing that we really did try to do is we did try to develop the, the right kind of culture, and I think that's what it speaks to is that we did have the right kind of place. Um, you know, and again, I, you know, some things happen that you can't continue. I understand that. I get that. But one thing we did try to do, one thing that I, I do want us to do while we're in Washington is we want to make sure as a team we give back to the community. We support them because we're, if we're asking them to support us, we're asking to come pay for a ticket, then we got to give them something back in return, which we will do. Coach, how do you feel about the 17-game schedule proposed for next year, and what is your assessment of the Rooney Rule? I think the 17 games is 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 something that's up to the to, to the big wigs. We'll let the league handle that and the players' association. Um, but it'll be interesting. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I do think it's intriguing that they're going to they're, they're looking to expand the uh, the playoff list of, of an extra team. I think that's cool. Um, and the Rooney Rule is something that's a work in progress. Uh, you know, again, um, I'm a result of it. I've been very fortunate to, to be into that category. Um, but I do think that you know we've got to continue to work it and improve it um, because I think if you look at it statistically, uh, minority coaches have a pretty good winning percentage um, and for the numbers, I, I really do. So who knows? Coach, you think Kim Newton could ever get back to that MVP level? Should he be healthy again? Well, I don't want to talk about another team's players, but one thing I will say is I'll, I'll ne I would never bet against Cam Newton. We're good. Cool. Go Thank you, guys. Go Bears. Go Bears. All right, so the Redskins, the big picture items from this particular press conference is Joe Burrow, Tua Tagovailoa, meeting with the Redskins. We knew about Tua. We thought about Joe Burrow. We expected that. Uh, we've been on this for a couple of weeks here. If you've been listening, if you've been reading, you know we've had you covered. But the Skins to explore all options with the number two pick, as they should. Nobody, nobody, nobody should have their feelings hurt. And if Dwayne Haskins does, and I'm, I'm not sure if he does, I, I don't know. doesn't seem like he does, but if he does, then that's a problem too. The Redskins have to get better and have to get significantly better. The other thing is I would not take Tua Tonga Viola. We'll get more into that as the week goes along. Uh, I have my reasons. We've talked about a bunch of them, but I would not. That's me. Thanks for being with us. I'm Chris Russell. Adios. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.